Author and public radio host John Moe has had many funny and revealing conversations about coping with mental illness on his popular podcast, The Hilarious World of Depression. Now, Moe is telling his story of discovering his own issues with the disorder. His new book, also called The Hilarious World of Depression, is a frank and moving look at living and working while struggling for mental health. Moe is on a virtual book tour, and Page's Bookshop in Detroit will host a live conversation with him next Thursday, August 13th. Culture Shift's Amanda LeClaire spoke with Moe about how he traced symptoms of his depression back to his childhood in Minnesota. Yeah, that took me a long time to realize. I mean, the, the symptoms first came on. I mean, for, in the first draft of the book I wrote, I, I traced my own experiences back to like age seven and, and feeling, uh, having periods of dissociation. But it really began in junior high, which is an awkward time for anyone um, with puberty and sort of, you know, looking at school in a different way. And I, so I thought that's probably what was going on, that this is normal um, to feel just like despair and terror and agitation all the time. Um, and then it, it kind of dawned on me that, no, this isn't what that's supposed to be. Like, you know, health class would cover hair growing in new places, but, but they wouldn't cover like a screaming soul, which is, which is more or less what I had. Um, and for a long time, I, I thought, well, there's something wrong with me. There's something different about me. There's this darkness. Um, and I don't know what it is because I've never heard of anybody else having it. So I better just keep it a secret. It didn't seem to me that it was depression because it didn't fit the, the mold of the, the mood of depression. I was never, you know, I've never had trouble getting out of bed. I've never been all that sulky. And I didn't know that the disorder could, you know, the, that could be what happens when you have depressive disorder, but it's not necessarily. So that was a, that was a big education. I happen to have a form of depression that responds to stress. And so uh, where other people might get like nervous or amped up or if they're lucky, excited and, and motivated, I just kind of fall apart and I don't, I don't particularly know why. So when I was, it wasn't until I was in my mid thirties and I was married, we owned a home, we had kids. Um, and I started really breaking down that um, my wife told me, Hey, go to a doctor. Cause I think this is, this is what is going on with you. And, you know, I, I didn't want to go because I didn't think I was worth it. I didn't think I was worth a doctor's time. I didn't want to waste the doctor's time, which doesn't make sense to anybody who hasn't had depression, but makes sense to people who have. And, and that's when I got diagnosed. I think for a lot of people with depression disorders and things like that, the symptoms looking back on your life, you're like, oh, when I was, you know, 10, that happened. And that was my response. And, you know, people chalk that up to being a kid and especially being a teenager, just being angsty and everything. But when it doesn't go away. In, in my teenage years, I, I found outlets for it, um, especially with with music, especially with punk rock music, Black Flag and Dead Kennedys and some of that, because that seemed to have some of the same like static panicky rage that I was feeling. But I was never really a, a punk rocker. I don't, I don't think I was ever able to work up the nerve uh, or the budget for the outfits. Um, but there were things that I would, I, I think anybody finds 
uh, ways of addressing a, a thing like depression, whether it's a, in a healthy way or a not healthy way. So if you don't, um, if you're not going to therapy, if you're not seeing a psychiatrist, I think everybody treats it in their own way. My father treated it with a bottle of vodka. My brother treated it with a joint and later on other drugs. And, you know, I dove into comedy. I dove into theater and I, I kind of found um, not necessarily a cure, but some respite in there from, from those symptoms. So I think everybody consciously or not tries to address it to, you know, varying degrees of wisdom as to that treatment. In the podcast, you've talked about depression with comedians uh, over the years, pretty in depth. But do you consider this book your your coming out story of how you've dealt with it? I mean, I've I tend to get just really fascinated by the issue of mental health and by the people who've gone through it. And a lot of my friends are comedians and musicians, and a lot of them have been on the show, um, just because those are the people that I, I tend to connect with. I came out as being a person with depression many years ago, and I've, I've talked about it, I freely talk about it, uh, and I talked about it at the, the beginning of our first episode we ever did, but it's it hasn't really been something that I've wanted to focus on in the show because I'm just so interested in other people. Um, and so what I was doing with the book was I, I said, okay, well, what's the book going to be? Is it just going to be recaps of these interviews I've done? That seems kind of boring. Um, and so what I wanted to do with the book is take all those common threads that people have uh, told me about. And then I've said, oh, this keeps coming up. This is a, a common thing. This is the idea that you can achieve your way out of depression, for instance. Like if you get the next job, if you get the next promotion, or if you get so-and-so to go on a date with you, whatever it is, then you'll be happy. If I just move to this city, then I'll be happy. Um, and it's a, a fallacy, of course, or, or the way that it manifests in junior high, which is where it shows up first for a whole lot of people. So I wanted to find those threads that I was recognizing so often in other people that also had happened with me and write about those, because I think those are a lot of shared experiences. And then with the book, chances are someone reading it has had some of those same experiences. And that's what you really want to do. You want to write about things um, that resonate with other people. So because that feeling of interconnectedness is a great medicine to use about depression. When I was first approached about, about writing a book, I don't know if it was humility or depression talking, but I said, well, who cares? <laughs> who cares about my story? My story doesn't matter. Um, and uh, a friend of mine said, your story has these things that other people have also gone through and it can help people. And I said, all right, well, that's, you've hit my soft spot then. If it can help people, I'll do it. I, I wonder if you've had this experience of talking to a friend or a loved one and they're explaining their day or their week or you know, something that they, they might be going through, but they don't, they're not seeing the connection or seeing that it might actually be a more significant emotional crisis than they're connecting at that moment and having to possibly, you know, try to introduce that idea to them very gently that maybe it's time to seek help. What's your advice for that? It, it's funny because that's how, that's how I ended up getting diagnosed was when my, my wife had that difficult conversation with me. But one of the things 
that I didn't know, even getting into uh, working on a topic like this, was what was the difference between being depressed and having a depressive disorder? Um, and it was explained to me that the disorder is when you can't get the things done you need to get done. When, you, when the thing that's happening in your mind is prohibiting you from uh, accomplishing the tasks that you need to, going to work, um, getting your kids to school, staying clean, <laughs> getting out of bed, the things that, that you need to be doing. Um, and if, if something is standing in the way, then you've got a disorder. And um, I, I doubt anybody loves being told they have a mental disorder. Actually, that's not true because I love being told that I had a mental disorder because it explains some things. Um, but the good news is that those are treatable conditions. There are things that can be done. And so depressive disorder is, is something of an insurance term, really, because it's, it's describing something um, so that you can get uh, a healthcare organization to, to pay for part of your treatment. But it's, uh, it's really what it comes down to is that uh, just getting through life, getting through those those little challenges and that's that might be a good way to to mention it to somebody like hey look if you're having trouble just getting the little things done and getting the the day-to-day -day going there's lots of help for that and it doesn't mean you know you need to admit you're a crazy person it just means hey it doesn't have to be this way it can be better than it is now we have to talk about like the, the last nine months or so of the world, uh, these external events and this external uncertainty that we're all experiencing together. Have you heard from more people through your podcast and through the book who, who may be experiencing long-term depression or, or depressive symptoms that they, they haven't before because of this? Yeah, it's, it's a little hard to tell because I think being in a state of uh, anxiety in a state of worry is a pretty healthy response to what's going on right now, actually. Um, you know, if you were completely sanguine about it, it would be a little more worrisome. I found that the conditions a lot of people are describing are a lot like the depression that people with the disorder have been going through for a long time. And to that end, I've talked with people who uh, have been dealing with depression for a long time, um, who say, you know, it's going surprisingly well because this is the sort of thing that that I've dealt with for so long that I have tools. I know I know what works for me. I know ways to um, not necessarily cure it, but address it. Like when you've been dealing with it for a long stretch, hopefully you've learned some coping mechanisms. You've been taught some coping mechanisms. You've done a lot of trial and error to know that okay, yeah, this is when I need to be to go running more, or this is where uh, I need to start eating more vegetables, or this is where I need to um, watch Anchorman for the 40th time, whatever it is. I mean, it's vexing because nothing works for everybody, but you can usually find some things that at least get you through to the next day. And so I, I think, and I, I say this only somewhat in jest, is like, if you've never dealt with depression and you're starting to, you know, struggle during all this, I mean, one, look for some help. Um, 
if you can't get into a psychiatrist for like 12 months or something ridiculous, go to a general practitioner, go to, go to somebody who can, who can help you out a little bit. Um, I also think if you, if you haven't dealt with this before, reach out to the person with depression in your circle and they're, they're, absolutely is one talk to them about about things that they've handled see if you can get some ideas going and also too i mean i'm a stickler for this uh because it's it helps save my life routinely is uh is don't give up hope and i'm not saying that's realistic or not realistic and i'm not going to comment on the state of the vaccine uh trials that are out there but just as a medicinal thing, just as a, a way of getting through the day, find hope in something. Find it in the vaccine trackers online or find it in uh, an album coming out by your favorite musician that's on the way or find it in a book that you've been wanting to read. Find the thing that you can look forward to that signals things getting better in some way, in some part of life. That's podcast host and author John Moe. His new book, The Hilarious World of Depression, is out now. He'll be at Page's Bookstore for a virtual conversation about the book next Thursday, August 13th. RSVP for the event at pagesbookshop.com. Moe spoke with WDET's Amanda LeClaire.